Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Their blurst. <laughs> wow. 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 It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. <laughs> Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Joseph. <laughs> oh, my anyway. anyway. Who are well, you? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm Kenyon. <laughs> I'm Lucy. I'm Amanda. <laughs> we have a very special fan pick this week brought to you by Patricia Allblock. Oh, oh, for block it's sake. Patricia. <laughs> oh, for block's sake. Just my block. <laughs> <laughs> you can walk. It's just a block down. <laughs> Don't listen to her. She lives two trailers over. You can overcome <laughs> any Allblock. <laughs> Patricia has selected a topic very close to our hearts. Nah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Geographically. Mm. Yeah, we can't escape it. <laughs> Better than sports. We're trapped here. Wisconsin crimes. Oh, geez, Wisconsin. Not even Wisconsin crimes. It's just Wisconsin because it's already it. a crime. It's a crime <laughs> to be here. I met somebody from Wisconsin the other day. And, and they like, were terrible. It was in a sea of New Yorkers. Oh, and oh God. so all the New Yorkers were like, oh, you two are from essentially the same, the same place. place. Yeah. And yeah. then me and this woman were like very Midwest no. cold to each other. <laughs> How <laughs> dare you lump us together? It was amazing. And all the New Yorkers like didn't pick up on it. But like she and I both were like, we this, didn't even yeah. do the like, oh, where in yeah. the state are you from? No, yeah, I don't care. Doesn't matter. I don't want to know. Yeah. 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 Well, you know what, New Yorkers? Lumping us together like that is the same egregious move as assuming that everyone in the state of New York lives like in or around New York City. Exactly. You don't. They're different places, okay? Different worlds. They're very different worlds. Different worlds. <laughs> so and like we... Midwest cold, you like only offered her the last piece of pizza twice instead of mm -hmm. like four times. Yeah. yeah. Well, like... If you weren't from the Midwest, you would think we were being very nice to each other. Mm -hmm. but, <laughs> but we both knew. You knew. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. we're never going to be friends. No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. I do have a I close have friend friends. from Wisconsin. What? Shout out Kelly. Who? Kelly. Oh. oh, okay. Yes, Kelly's lovely. She's fantastic. She's lovely. But she what? made the choice <laughs> to go to college in Minnesota. So God bless her. You Swore. also met within the context of South Africa. Right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like at that distance, you can it make merged. some some concessions. Right. Yeah. Yes. Great. Agreed. Well, that's fun. Also, uh, Andrea, Andrea, our, what's her title even? She's basically our, our person. Our person manager. Our, person. our production and life manager. Everything. She currently lives in Wisconsin. She and does. I hear she's a Packers fan. 
What? Uh, I don't know how deeply invested in the sparts ball she really is. But. Well, for the sake of her job, she better not be that invested. <laughs> you have to shed yourself of all of your Wisconsinisms, Andrea. You're on notice. Just Erase kidding. any knowledge of Lambeau Field. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. Anyway, let's move on. Amanda, what is our wine crime pairing for Wisconsin? Well, the beautiful Patty Oblock has <laughs> sent me a care package, and I'm going to be honest, I'm a little scared of this wine, but uh, <laughs> we shall see. She sent me the cutest little card, and there are two additional cards that are blank that she sent me to send to you too, so you might be getting some mail. Mm. Outside it says, how are you today? With a little rose on it. And inside it says, this comes to say, hello there. How are you anyway? Sure hope you're feeling better with every single day. <laughs> and then she added, because our world is fact. <laughs> this says, Amanda, I hope you enjoy these good old Wisconsin wines. One for shits and giggles and a prairie fumé for pleasure. Also, enjoy this homemade soap. She sent me this really lovely, like, lemongrass and tea tree lavender soap. Ooh. It smells so fucking good. I'm, like, scared to ruin it. Big fan. I also gave you two vintage cards to send to Lucy and Kenyon. Thanks for all the laughs. Love, Patricia Obluck. Your number 1,000 fan, at least. <laughs> I love that. The number 1,000. I'm 1, not number one, I, I, but I'm up there. So she did send two wines, and I picked the scarier of the two. This is the shits and giggles wine that she sent me. This is the Door Peninsula Winery Cranbernay. Oh. Oh, but yeah. Door County is gorgeous. Yes, it is. So this is a medium dry blend of cranberry wine and American red grape wine. Oh, no. I uh, am scared. Let's read the back. Oh, black. Oh, black. Oh, black. <laughs> Door County, Wisconsin, home of Door Peninsula Winery. It's the perfect climate to produce the abundant fruit harvest, which yields the exceptional juices used in the making of Door Peninsula Winery's award-winning wines. <laughs> With more than 45 delicious varieties, Door Peninsula Winery is sure to provide a wine to accompany any meal or occasion. <laughs> So it's a cracker. I oh. don't know the ABV. Is it even listed? Where are you? Okay, 12%. <laughs> is it even alcoholic? 12. Even 12%. Oh, that's, that's pretty Cranberry good. Cranberry and grape. It's pink. I'm very nervous. Okay, here we go. Oh. You, are, you are about to get wrecked. I'm either going to get wrecked or I'm going to take one sip of this and I'm not going back in. The, it's dia- the, uh, it's- the diabetic shouldn't be the guinea pig with these Listen, wines. I got That's a pump. True. I'm ready. <laughs> I got insulin on deck, baby. Okay, let's go. Oh, okay, I'm going to crack this and I'm scared. Here we go. Oh, okay. okay. Well, nice crack. Wow. <laughs> On the nose. <laughs> Jelly Ranchers. Ocean, getting ocean spray. <laughs> ocean spray and Easter egg day. I like that. Oh, wow. <laughs> it is. Ex- okay. okay. Here. Cranbernay. Cranbernay down the hatch. Oh, God. Uh. <laughs> 
It okay. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, it's not that bad. Oh, it's okay. it's very tart and a little shacking in the beginning. <laughs> Would it but be it settles a good nicely. mixer? It could. I uh, I or could like see with myself ice. like a spri- putting a spritzer. Yeah, I could see myself putting ice and maybe a little sparkling water in here. It mm-hmm. kind. It really does taste like you poured Cabernet in a glass and topped it with ocean spray cranberry juice, which I isn't mean, like the worst thing I've ever heard. Cheap red wine and Coca Cola is delicious. Yeah, it kind of the has fuck? that. It has the, yeah, that's a very big uh, cocktail in Spain. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, it's really good. Okay, this it, the the coke and wine thing is good. This is not great, but it is drinkable. So I'm gonna keep going. Okay, okay. power You're through your choices. I'm drinking a Raz cranberry sparkling water. Oh so my god, we are gonna have different afternoons. <laughs> <laughs> oh Love my it. god! All right, Lucy, what is our background and hopefully psych for <laughs> Wisconsin? <laughs> I couldn't find any psych. I did look though, so. Aww. Oh, I have to send you that voice memo, though, Amanda. That's all right. We'll remember. Also, like, we've done multiple live shows in Wisconsin, so we've done, like, Wisconsin-adjacent mm-hmm. things already. Yeah, we have. And mm-hmm. also, we should say that the fan picker specified none of the Wisconsin heavy hitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. they didn't want us to do the the old standbys. The we've already Ed, done Ed Dean. Yeah, We've already yeah. done Jeff. It's I appreciated that note. They have. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wisconsin does have some primo serial killers. We'll I get think to it's Wisconsin. Honey. Is it like Wisconsin, one other state, and California that have produced the most ser- serial killers? Washington. Mm-hmm. The answer is no, but we will oh. get to it. Also, California is okay. one of them, but whatever. Yeah, well, California is huge. Yeah, right. Um, actually, number one is Alaska. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. I don't personally have anything against Wisconsin, but we've come too far in our anti Wisconsin position. With soap. Yeah, right. I mean, it's boring. Dare you. I love Milwaukee. Milwaukee's I also love Milwaukee. We'll drop you off at the Dells and then you can tell us how much you love Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I just no, we'll get to the Dells. Oh my God. So today I'm just gonna tell I'm just gonna give you a list of reasons why Wisconsin blows. So let's just start. That's your whole segment. Yeah. Yes. Bad things about Wisconsin. Love that. So let's start with the flag. You know, I love a good state flag. Mm-hmm. It is completely absurd. If you go Ooh. to the drive, it'll be on the blog. I have a photo of the flag. Mm. And here's the description from Wikipedia. It, it's so fucking absurd. From Wikipedia. <laughs> The, f- the flag field is navy blue with, with the Wisconsin coat of arms in the center and the words Wisconsin and 1848 above and below the seal in a bold sans serif white. Very mm-hmm. boring. It's ridiculous. There's two hunks on it. <laughs> well, we'll get to the hunks. Get to the hunks. On top is of that the a co- cat? It's a badger. On top yeah. of the coat of arms, there is a badger and the oh. state motto, forward. In the center, wow. on the shield, there is a plow to represent farming, a pick and shovel to represent mining, an mm. arm and hammer representing manufacturing, and an Re- anchor representing navigation. Wow. Okay. In the center of the shield is the United States coat of arms. I feel like they're kind of cheating. 
with that. A little doubling up. I don't Get appreciate. Your yeah, crest within a crest. It's it's a lot. The shield is supported by a sailor and a yeoman. What the fuck is a yeoman? A, a hunk, yeoman. apparently. Uh, it's a yeoman? Like, like a yeoman? farm worker. My... Yeah. Uh, it's like an independent landowner man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My brother-in-law's dad, who I just call my father-in-law because it's easier, was in a traveling folk band called the Yeoman when he was a young lad and they opened for Mama Cass at like many <gasps> state fairs. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. They had an album and everything. We have a copy of it did at he, our house. Did he wear these shiny boots and, and jaunty hat like this mm, man on the flag? No. No, it was, it was very like fifties nerd folk, folk band. Yeah. Real cute, but no jaunty hat. So it's pronounced Yeoman? I think I, mean, I, think I guess. So. It, how do you how is it spelled? Yeoman. Then yeah, that's Yeoman. Okay. Yeah. Ye old man. Ye old man. So both of these hunks represent labor on land and on water. Both. Mm-hmm. On the bottom of the flag, there is a cornucopia representing prosperity, and there are 13 lead ingots, which is a, like a bar, like a mm-hmm. bar of metal, like a gold bar mm. could technically be like an like an ingot. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. It's a stupid fucking word. I mm. think that's right. And isn't that like what they call shit in Harry Potter in the bank? No, that's Gringotts. The well, bank. Well, that's probably where they get it. <laughs> Maybe. Well, Harry Potter, much like Game of Thrones, I feel like for names and like mystical words they had to invent, they just took an existing word and changed oh, yeah. like one or two letters mm-hmm. and called it a day. Thousand I'm linking percent. those two things in my brain. Yeah, sure. That's totally fair. Okay, so the 13 lead ingots representing both mineral wealth and the original 13 colonies of the United States. So, Which did not include Wisconsin. Didn't. Mm-hmm. Didn't. I feel like they're just hitching their star to, or hitching Our their wagon. wagons to other, other stars. I think that I know that there are so many very pressing social policy needs and initiatives out there, and there's a limited supply of taxpayer dollars. But getting but, rid of Wisconsin's but gonna I go tru- to the top. But I truly that said that there needs to be a nationwide effort to, to employ decent artists to redo <laughs> all of the state flags. Oh yeah, seriously. Even there's if not a keep, single good one. Even if you keep. All this junk that's on it. Even if you're like, you know what? We want it to be really messy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We want to keep keep all of it. Keep all the cornucopia, the hammer, all of it. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't be clip Drawn by a child. Yeah. I'm with you. It's alarming. Yeah. I don't understand. And also, does this flag not look an awful light, lot like Maine's flag? Aren't there two men in the Maine flag, too? Aren't there two men in the Minnesota state flag? They all look the same to me. Maine Who even flag. cares about flags? There's like two men on either side of a crest representing X, Y, and Z. I just, I, Okay, yeah. the Minnesota state flag has a, a yeoman plowing a field and then a Native American whizzing by on a horse. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Yep, we are no exception. 
Oh, no. Oh, it's God, terrible. Also there trash. are no exceptions. No, That's all what trash. makes it egregious. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to carry on with my list of reasons why Wisconsin blows. Wisconsin was the first state that implemented a state income tax. Mm. Wisconsin. So it's your fault. Yes. Wisconsin has more effigy mounds than any other region in North America. Effigy mounds were made by multiple Native American tribes built in the shapes of animals, humans, symbols, etc. Most of these mounds were for ceremonial purposes, but some of them were used for burial. So regardless, they shouldn't be disturbed. And I can only assume you'd be cursed and or haunted if you fuck one up. So just stay away. Or just an asshole. Just stay mm-hmm. away. This mm-hmm. wine is so tart. It's making my nose run. I gotta blow my nose. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that's that's good podcasting. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, that's what sets wine and crime apart. I'm soldiering nice. on. I'm soldiering on. <laughs> Stop expectorating. <laughs> I can't help it. <sighs> Gaston. <laughs> In in Wisconsin, they love their badgers, which can be very vicious when cornered. Mm -hmm. We have that in common. This is neither here nor there. But recently, Zach and I were on a road trip, and we were talking about how, like, there used to be all these beavers. I think we were listening to a podcast about, like, something crazy in history and the beaver trade and whatever and beaver pelts and how many fucking beavers were oh, killed in North America. Dorks. You are both dorks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, God. I think it married. was the dollop in fairness. It was a comedy podcast, but it was about that time in history. So uh, we were talking about uh, the beaver beavers. era. <laughs> and then we were like, there must have been fucking beavers everywhere. And have you ever seen a beaver in the wild? I have never seen a fucking beaver. Really? And then the, no, I've never seen a beaver in the wild, oh, ever. I had a close encounter with a beaver once. <laughs> well, the next day. Oh, you summoned one. Broad daylight, we're driving down this country lane <laughs> in North not Carolina. <laughs> Broad daylight. Well, I mean. No we shame. We no weren't shame. like <laughs> trekking by a river. We were just driving on a road and there was a fucking beaver crossing the road. Broad daylight doesn't mean you weren't <laughs> trekking around a river. <laughs> Whatever. Broad, broad daylight. daylight when we saw <laughs> that gator in the fucking drainage ditch on the highway. True. Florida. Anyway. There wasn't a body of water anywhere near that either. It blew my mind. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's very exciting. I'm really happy for you. Which is I've not seen... a badger, but I'm talking about it anyways. Yeah. I've seen plenty of beeves <laughs> here in the old Minnesota. Yeah, we were definitely talking about badgers, not beavers. They're the same. Whatever. They're super not the same thing. <laughs> they are identical. <laughs> so I had a friend named Justin Beaver who was a beaver who lived down by the river behind my old apartment. I remember <laughs> Justin Beaver. Justin Beaver, yeah. So we'd be, I'd be sitting down there with my old neighbor, Katie. Shout out, Katie. Punker Pebbles, if you mm. recall. And <laughs> it was like, Kind of, it was like just after sunset and we saw Justin swimming down the river and we we're like, oh my Justin. God, there's Justin. And then he <laughs> came right up to where we were sitting on the bank, crawled out of the river, 
looked at us. We're both silent. I think I was like. You called him by name. I think I grabbed her hand. We were both just like as still as could be like, oh, my God, he's going to approach us. And then he went. He kind of like went back in the water and turned back and looked at us once and then turned and then slapped his tail on the water. And it made the loudest noise and a huge splash and it scared the fuck out of me. That's like and a then he just swam wink. away. What a saucy boy! Saucy, saucy boy! <laughs> and Justin, then, like, control yourself. And then, like, six months later, he was dead, and I found his oh. remains, and I boiled his skull on my stove, and it's in my curiosity and cabinet. That makes it a Lucy I'm sorry. Story. <laughs> there we go. And that's what it. on earth? Okay. <laughs> Yep. I knew you had a beaver skull call that you called Justin Beaver. Oh, I didn't know that it is. You had a relationship <laughs> before you had the skull. I mean, there's no way to know for sure that it was Justin, but I, I we only ever saw one beaver down there. This is why you need to watch Parks and Rec and the Fairway Frank episode. You absolutely do. The fact that you haven't watched that show yet is. It's absurd. It's, it's because I started from the beginning and the first season is Skip the first real season. boring. Skip, okay. skip the first, the first season. season. Just okay. go into the second season. Season when all the characters are more fleshed out. Developed, yeah. And okay. you'll love it. So I'm not missing anything if I skip the first season. No. Not really. And if you fall in love with it and you really want to go back and watch the first season, go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. You might like it more if the second, you know. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. All right. Ugh. Moving on. Wisconsin blows because the first <laughs> flag day was celebrated in Ozaki Ozaki County in 1785, and I included this because Flag Day is the dumbest holiday. It's really stupid. And when your flag is this dumb, why are you making a day? Why celebrate it? Yeah, right. Don't draw attention. Mm -mm. Okay, next reason: Wisconsin Dells. Period. It's like the world's it's, largest water park. I'm sorry. It's a that's a series disgusting. of water parks. It's like an entire area where there's a water park. Oh, yeah. Like it's every. Sorry, it's the yard. water park capital of the world. It's yeah, like it's not if one water park. E. coli built itself up into a vacation a destination. Yeah. It's just it's e. coli one town. big staff infection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. And it's real it. annoying if you're driving to Chicago. Oh, God. And you forget, or it's and a certain forget, weekend, and yep. the time that you get nailed. You'll be in traffic for an extra two hours on yep. that stretch of, of 95. Let yep. me tell you. Ish. It is a fucking pain in the ass. Oh, yes. It has happened to me. Oh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Speaking of driving, Another reason, there is constant road construction. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Also, I mean, we have that here in Minnesota, right. but yeah. I know, we have a lot of this in Minnesota and also in Iowa, but like I'm just pointing it out because it's Wisconsin. This is what we're talking uh-huh. about uh-huh. today. Let's yeah, not yeah, no, I get it, I get, I get it, I get it. I will say the only time I've ever been in a car accident was right after I crossed over the border into Wisconsin mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Welcome. the highway I was on was just like closed. So they had to redirect all the traffic onto this like off ramp, like this exit ramp. Uh-huh. And I was certainly not expecting to fully break because mm-hmm. I had just been on the highway. But there was I a, was texting. There was, and <laughs> I was not texting. I was actually listening to that Lindsay Lohan song. Mm-hmm. Oh, over. Over, over. <laughs> that one. Yeah. It's her one song that was remotely tolerable. Listenable. Yes. <laughs> but there was a stop sign at the end of this exit ramp 
And all the cars in front of me like slammed on their brakes. It was also raining. So Mm. I slammed on my brakes and I was in my like, you know, 92 Accord with bald tires. Mm -hmm. I remember calling me after this happened. Oh, my Mm. God. It was horrible. So I slammed into the back of the minivan in front of me. They had a baby in the car. Baby on board. No. They didn't even heed the sign. How was I supposed to fucking know there was a baby? Uh, Trust me, I wouldn't have gone into this accident if I would have. (laughs) <laughs> had any control over it. My airbags went off. I got a burn on my arm. Oh, my God. Like I said, it was raining. My Uncle Mark had to come pick me up. It was awful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to apologize to the people in, in front of me, even though well, it was do that. an That's accident. That's an admission of guilt. Well, mm-hmm. I saw they had a baby. They were really rude about it, but whatever. <laughs> Wisconsin. Anyway, another reason. Packers fans. Mm-hmm. God, get a Andrea. hobby. Andrea. <laughs> They're yeah. very obnoxious. <laughs> yep. Another reason, experts estimate that about 68% of the world's population is lactose intolerant. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin um, has too much dairy. It is unhealthy. It's unsafe for the planet. Just stop. It caused me to shit my pants. You threw up cheese curds. And I and I shat my pants. Did no. I not mention that before? No. Uh, I, I think you left that one out. Also shat my pants in the cheese curd incident. Nice. Okay. Nice. Yep. It's the dangerous. incident of the cheese curd in the nighttime. <laughs> it's irresponsible. <laughs> also, back to the lactose intolerance. I will have this on an upcoming episode of Unimpressed, I'm sure. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sure also. <laughs> lactate. Like, I don't care about all your nut milks and your whatever. Fine, have the variety for the vegans and for for everybody else. But lactate should be the give the standard, the normal milk. Okay, why everyone is lactose intolerant? Hmm. Fucking everyone is lactose intolerant. We're not supposed to have milk. Yeah, I just don't drink milk ever anymore. I I don't put it in anything. But lactate should be the standard milk at like Starbucks. Yeah, cheese. I yeah, cheese is fine. There shouldn't be a regular dairy lactose full milk at Starbucks unless mm. you're cooking and it needs all that milk fat. Right, but the lactose, the lactose, it it doesn't. It's not about the fat content. It's about the no, but la- surely enzyme. lactate doesn't have the proper milk fat to do like to cook recipes that require milk and cream. I don't know. It might. It's about the enzyme. I, Not the fact that it is dairy. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but I could not care less about this. <laughs> I'll, I am I'll do falling more research asleep. and I'll have a full episode about it. Don't you Great. worry. Great. I, okay. love, I love that for you. I will be and shocked I will definitely if listen you to can that. cook, fully replace milk and cream with lactate in terms of cooking and I don't think lactate milk could replace cream but I if there's a way to have a milk. lactate cream they can, you can have skim lactate or 2% or whole milk lactate you know i haven't <sighs> waded into the lactate pond recently so i i couldn't tell you i might force you to be my guest on that episode okay moving on next reason <laughs> next <laughs> uh, another reason why wisconsin blows david clark was allowed to be sheriff of Milwaukee County from 2002 to 2017. Just a smattering of the atrocious things he's done and said include 
suggesting that Planned Parenthood be renamed Planned Genocide. Oh, oh clever. God. Saying on his own podcast, quote, God, quote, oh, but by the way, I have to preface by saying that he's a black man. And this is what he says. Quote, let me tell you why blacks sell drugs and involve themselves in criminal behavior instead of a more socially acceptable lifestyle because they're uneducated, they're lazy, and they're morally bankrupt. That's Oof. why. Okay. So End he's quote. mentally doing great. That's just number it two. Makes me really sad. He also called Black Lives Matter a hate group and renamed them Black Lies Matter. Clever. Very mm -hmm. clever. In 2015, the NRA paid for him to go on a trip to Moscow to rub elbows with Putin allies. Yeah, the mm. amount of funding that the NRA has gotten from Russia. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking wild. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Those are some tax returns. We'd like to take a peek at it. Mm -hmm. He also claimed that the... Um, uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooting was set up by George Soros. So that's both mm -hmm. anti-Semitic and also yeah. totally delusional. Yep. Um, he called for prisoners at Guantanamo Bay to be held indefinitely. Most and, of them are. And he came under fire for the horrific abuse of prisoners and detainees in his jails, including the death of Terrell Tom Thomas due to dehydration and this happened because he specifically called for the water in this man's cell to be shut off. Oh, and he died God. as a result. Oh, my Oof. God. Also, multiple instances of women being raped, denied medical attention, and also shackled during labor while incarcerated. I, rem I remember those reports. Yep. So that's that guy. Mm -hmm. And he served for how many years? 20, 10, 15 years. And that's an elected position. People uh -huh. voted for him. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, another reason why Wisconsin sucks, Barbie is allegedly from Wisconsin. So unrealistic body expectations for girls and women. <laughs> Especially in a state with so much dairy and cheese. Yeah. How do you expect any of us to live up to that? No wonder you're making a fake woman. Woman. <laughs> woman. Um, also, Wisconsin's name comes from the Wisconsin River, which was called Muskosing by the Algonquin-speaking tribes. The mm -hmm. name was recorded in 1673 by French explorer Jacques Marquette. Over time, the word was anglicized into Wisconsin, Wisconsin, mm -hmm. but they're like spelled differently. And finally, into its current spelling and pronunciation, linguists think that the original name must have been borrowed from the Miami word Mesconsing, which translates to it lies red or this stream meanders through something red, which likely referred to the sandstone formations on the Wisconsin River. But honestly, it sounds fishy to me and I don't like it. <laughs> oh, I think Miskunsing sounds is like a way prettier version than Wisconsin. But than... it translates to it lies red. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, and it it's does. It's creepy. Wisconsin is just becoming blood. more and more red. Yeah. Well, I was thinking blood. You're a thinking Republican. Mm -hmm. Either way, I don't like it. I was the, on the, like, clay in the soil track in my brain, so nail that. Also, circling back, lots of serial killers in Wisconsin, obviously, 
As we noted, our fan picker did not want us to talk about Jeffrey Dahmer, a.k.a. the Milwaukee cannibal, or Ed Gein. But this Mm -hmm. must be addressed because we've also got David Spanbauer, who was a serial rapist and murderer, and Walter Ellis, a.k.a. the Milwaukee Northside Strangler, who killed at least seven women, and the frickin' smiley face killer in Mm Lacrosse, and frickin' Stephen Avery in Manitowoc. Mm Mm-hmm. What next, Wisconsin? What next? Yeah, yeah you got to keep uh, reinventing yourselves. And wasn't there other some other scandals in Manitowoc that the police had gotten themselves into? Absolutely. I don't know. I can't remember. I have the worst memory. It's all laid out, making a murderer. Also, I found a, uh, what's this website called? Kuora? Kuora? Oh, yeah. Kuora? It's like the, the poor man's Reddit. Mm-hmm. I found a list of the worst things about Wisconsin, and here are just a handful of the answers. Jim Bauer says, quote, having a gerrymandered Republican majority in both houses of the legislature, they effectively do nothing and blame it on the governor. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think that was several years old, but still. Sophia Lorenza says, quote, definitely the weather. It's usually either hot or cold. We're lucky <laughs> if we get a few really nice spring and fall days. This Mm -hmm. year, we only had two really nice fall days. (laughs) (laughs) Two. I mean. Two days. I mean, same in Minnesota. That's how I'm feeling. We we got a decent fall this year, but we've had no spring. (laughs) We've literally had one nice spring day. April's always the wild card. I know, but Minnesota, it like is cold and nasty here. And then all of a sudden it's just hot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's no, oh, it's such a pain. She continues to say winter came early in late October. It was already in the 30s. So if you don't like the cold or at least can't tolerate it, then I wouldn't recommend living here since winter usually lasts at least seven months. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) God, what is wrong with us? I am not well. Oh, no (laughs) one is well. Okay. And last but not least, Milo answered with a poem. Oh. It's winter in Wisconsin, and the gentle breezes blow 70 miles an hour at 35 below. (laughs) Oh, how I love Wisconsin when the snow's up to your butt. You take a breath of winter air, and your nose gets frozen shut. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes, the winter here is wonderful, so I guess I'll hang around. I could never leave Wisconsin because I'm frozen to the ground. Yes, (laughs) accurate. (laughs) I remember telling Zach, like, about winter growing up and how, like, you'd walk to the bus stop and, like, my jeans would freeze. Oh, yeah. And be, like, solid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And my nose would, like, all my... Your hair, your lashes, your face would ripple. Yeah, and he just was like, "What?" What? And it's not like it doesn't get cold in New York, but yeah, no, different. It's different. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a little different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, there's my facts about Wisconsin. Hard and fast facts about Wisconsin. Well, well done. We will. I'm sure we will have more live shows someday in the future in Wisconsin Mm -hmm. and. Our Milwaukee show was so fun. Oh, we do love really doing fun. shows there. Y'all yeah. are a great audience. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of Minnesotan transplants in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So oh, we'll yeah. give you that. I feel like you're a little sadistic, too, because you really liked our anti-Wisconsin jokes mm-hmm. during the live you show. You really did. You liked it. 
Okay, well, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors, the Wisconsin Dells Board of Tourism. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> and then we'll get to my case. Okay. Love it. You know, people like to say that happiness comes from within. Mm. Like you just, you make your own joy, <laughs> whatever. Sure. I'm here to tell you that is not always the case. Sometimes mm-hmm. we need external factors, accomplishments, mm-hmm. motivations. Stimuli. Stimuli. And maybe that looks like taking part in a little playful competition. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe you just need a jolt of serotonin with a little easy win now and then. Love it. And that is why I cannot stop playing Best Fiends. I love it's- it the actual best. I love it. I love it so much that I'm currently on level 2,844. <laughs> it's fine. It's brought you a lot of joy. It's brought me so much joy. And we're in like sort of a springtime mini game right now. It's like the Mother's Day uh, picnic. picnic. Yeah. So you have, you collect luck and then that gets you dice and then you get to play this little like board game within the game. It's just, I love how they do this. It's not they keep it fresh, they keep it fun, they keep it seasonal. I love it. And once you download Best Fiends, you can play anywhere. You can play even without an internet connection, which is great if you're stuck without Wi-Fi or like getting back on the road for maybe some upcoming work trip. Or even if you just have a plane. low battery. Right, It comes right. in handy, that, that no Wi-Fi thing. It really does. And you can collect tons of fiends that get powered up as you play more levels. And every win brings new challenges, thousands and thousands of puzzles to play. So it never gets boring. Like I said, there are new in-game events that are added all the time. So right now they're doing like a Mother's Day springtime event. And there are thousands of levels. So there's always more to play. So go ahead and let enough is never enough be your mantra. Because it's really not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So download Best Fiends for free from the App Store or Google Play, plus earn even more with $5 worth of in-game rewards when you reach level five. That's friends without the R, Best Fiends. What if I told you that you could get important fertility insight without going to the doctor or, my favorite, even leaving home? Oh, the future is now, people. Mm-hmm. That is why Modern Fertility was created. It's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Couldn't be easier. Couldn't, You just yeah. mail that sucker in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. I was shocked yeah. at how quickly quick. these results came. Mm-hmm. And so these results, you get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve. So like how many eggs you have compared to other people with ovaries your age, mm-hmm. um, other important fertility factors. Because once you start wondering about that kind of thing at a certain age as mm-hmm. a person with a uterus, it it can it can it can bring up more questions than answers. That's for sure. Right. So this is so cool that this even exists. These results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse if you have any questions, um, if you want to go over options for next steps. It's really nice to have a professional available to to guide you through because this can be a mm-hmm. scary, scary waters to wade into. Right. So traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000, but Modern Fertility gets you the same information at $159. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash gals, you can get 20 bucks off your test. So that's Obsessed. 139. Love. 
Mm-hmm. And to make it a little bit better, if you got an HSA or an FSA, you can use those dollars towards modern fertility. So if you want kids today or maybe just one day in the future, clinically sound information about your body can help you make the decision that is right for you. Yes. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com gals. So like Lucy said, that means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. So get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash gals. One more time, modernfertility.com slash gals and treat your knowledge. Treat it. Okay, so we've got a real gem for you today. At 12.54 a.m. on January 21st of this year, 2022, firefighters and police in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, were called to the home of 41-year-old Thomas T. Hicks following reports of a fire. Oh, there's been a fire. There's been a fire. <laughs> no, Loretta called. <laughs> Your best impression. There's been a fire. <laughs> there are photos on the drive of this very special man. Oh, no. Oh. oh. Should we like him or not? No. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Look at his... Totally sideways nose. Jesus Christ. What the hell? That's alarming. That Uh ain't right. (laughs) I am alarmed. This is why if you get your nose seriously broken, you might want to go have it set by a professional. Yeah. It is just askew. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kazuntite. Like his nose is facing the other way. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. It's leaving his face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's evacuating. And he's just all around scary looking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the police reports from this evening state that following a domestic incident, Hicks had set fire to his house before fleeing the scene in his, in his blue pickup truck. Mm. It wasn't long before officers located the pickup truck in question and conducted a traffic stop at Madison Street and Oxford Avenue in Eau Claire. Hicks was found to have a lighter in his jacket pocket and to have a strong odor of smoke emanating from him. Mm. (laughs) And actually, the lighter was discovered after Hicks tried to surreptitiously throw it away in a garbage can in the police interrogation room. Honey, (laughs) they're never going to check there. Yeah, (laughs) you're not going to be able to. Oh, no, no, no. But after this attempt to dispose of evidence, he quickly admitted to starting the fire, telling police that he had done so after becoming angry with his wife. Yeah, I definitely started the fire. (laughs) In in his Don't look in the trash can, nothing's in the trash can. I started the fire. Why are you going toward the trash can? I said, don't look in the trash can. But she's always nagging, what do you expect me to do? (laughs) That bitch is always nagging, so I burn it. Jesus. Oh my God. Okay. Well, in his words, set to whatever music you'd like. Is she okay? Then at least started the fire. (laughs) He explained, My mindset ain't right. My mindset ain't right. Don't look in the trash can. Those were my exact words. That ain't right. (laughs) He described how he had become enraged after his wife of seven years sent him a text indicating that she was done with their marriage. 
Well, she shouldn't have texted him. <laughs> Did you see what she was wearing? <laughs> In a very classic outburst, he had accused her of cheating, and they had been arguing about it via text all evening, and finally she was like, you know what, I'm done, I'm leaving you. I love a good text argument. Sometimes Bill and I will just choose to fight from different rooms over text because <laughs> it's just easier. Yeah. Is that healthy? Yeah. I can't It helps tell. you process your feelings. Oh. I think so. It's fine. We don't do it every time. <laughs> Sometimes it's just easier to yell at him via text from the bathtub. Yeah, that's fair. I've definitely conducted some fights with Zach via email. Absolutely. Email? Save yeah. your receipts, baby. We never know we're going to need to dig it's, those up. It's really useful for laying out a detailed argument. Oh, uh, a narrative. God, a narrative. A psychopath. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with Kenyon on this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I'm all about making a list before you dive in. Mm-hmm. It's basically that, but in real time. If you don't want to be interrupted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. So then Hicks reacted to the situation of his wife being like, you're psycho and paranoid and probably abusive and I am leaving you. He reacted by... Dumping gasoline on the bed and carpet of the house's downstairs bedroom, which is the room that his wife normally occupied. They were already in different bedrooms. And then using a lighter to ignite the room. Yeah, this is healthy. Mm -hmm. His wife was at work at the time, so she wasn't in the house. But he told police he texted her immediately before starting the blaze to tell her what he was about to do. I'm going to light the place on fire. You should probably get out. You should probably get home. Oh, my God. Oh, she wasn't in the house. She was at work. Oh, my God. It would later be discovered that he had actually sent her a cryptic text message that read simply, you are going to be sorry. Okay. But even more grievously, Hicks did nothing at all to alert the seven other people who were asleep in the house that night. Is it like a, it's like a duplex or a. Multi-family home, maybe? It's, I couldn't tell. It it looks like just a house. And I I know that one of the adult people in the home was his stepson. His adult son. His adult stepson. And then I don't know who the other two were, possibly like a partner of the stepson. I'm not sure. Okay. And then, well, we'll get to it. Got it. Didn't alert any of these seven other people. He just grabbed his keys to his truck and fled. He lit the room on fire and got out of there. Bye-bye. The other people in the home included four adults and three young children. Ooh, not good. Ranging in age from three to seven years old. And I believe, I don't know if they were his kids or his stepson's kids or like the other adults' kids. I don't know. Unfortunately, this is one of these cases where when I picked it, there were like one trillion articles. And then once I actually started writing, every article said the same thing. Yeah. I hate when that happens. Yeah. So I'm doing my best here, people. You're doing great. So another person home at the time was the adult stepson. He thankfully woke to the smoke detector going off and was able to then wake everyone else up in the house, including the three dogs, Mm -hmm. and get them all out safely. So he is the hero. He saved everybody. Wow. He also called 911 to report the fire. Mm -hmm. Did he say, there's been a fire? A fire! Although everyone survived, the house and all of the possessions of its occupants were destroyed. Like, it was fully ablaze. There are photos. Yeah, this is bad. There are photos on the drive. It's really bad. 
The house looks so much like the house that the girls live in in that part of Love Actually. Oh, yeah. When When they go to visit Wisconsin. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, totally. It totally does. I know. It's like that window is the scene at the end where they're about to have a threesome. Yeah. 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 They're just missing like the Christmas lights. Mm Mm-hmm. Love. Yeah. Oh. And it's so wild because well, you, you de- can, it happened. You in described G- that so perfectly. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's weird because it happened in January. So there are like icicles on one part of the roof that and isn't the rest burned. Is burned. And then the rest is like burnt out. It's so yep. odd. That is such a metaphor for Wisconsin. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, so they were like the survivors were seen emerging from the house, like, covered in soot and ash. Mm. They're in their pajamas. It is the middle of January in Wisconsin. Like, that that could kill you. Mm -hmm. One firefighter was slightly injured fighting the blaze once they, like, arrived on the scene. And, quote, according to the Eau Claire Fire Department, a heated city bus was used to assist firefighters as the temperature during the fire was 14 below zero. Ugh. Whoa. No. Yeah. So when Hicks's wife arrived home from work, she was obviously shocked and horrified to discover her house aflame. Mm-hmm. Clearly, she and investigators already had every reason to suspect her husband of being the arsonist because he had tried to fucking hide the lighter and smelled of it. smoke and yeah. had just threatened her and mm-hmm. he fucking did it. But police were nonetheless surprised to hear one more key piece of evidence against him. This was a pattern of his. Oh, no. He's what? a serial arsonist. His, his wife knew for a fact that her husband was responsible because he had also set his house on fire in anger during his previous marriage. Okay. This, you know Get what? Get a new shtick, dude. If you're... If the person you're with, your partner, has a history of burning it down. Of arson. And hasn't had extensive therapy to manage that, don't do it. I Yeah. Arson don't. is one of those ones where it's like. It's a scary one. I don't even think like the rehabilitation rates are very good. Mm-hmm. Well, you yeah, know? your motivations are just kind of. I don't know. That's just a really weird outlet for mm-hmm. feelings. It's so destructive. It's so, like, carnal. Well, it can also, you know, hurt a lot of people other than your intended Yeah. Exactly. It, it doesn't go really, really make, wrong. It doesn't yeah. really make sense. Mm-mm. It's really, like, psychologically, we should, we should revisit Arson because Arson mm-hmm. was, like, our second episode we didn't know what we were we doing. We didn't know what we were doing. I tried to do the background in psych. We should revisit arson. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So back in 2009, Thomas T. Hicks had been convicted of arson for this previous fire that he'd set in Oneida County under extremely similar, if not identical, circumstances. Mm-hmm. He had become enraged because he believed his first wife was cheating on him and she was probably going to leave him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't like that. So he was convicted of that arson and sentenced to four years in prison plus four years of extended supervision and five years of probation. Mm -hmm. So he, was he still on probation when he committed this crime? Do those math, do that math. 
<laughs> okay. No. I'm good. <laughs> Was he just done with probation when he did this? I don't know. Anyway. In addition, Hicks also had other convictions on his record, including for theft, battery, forgery, and possess- possession of a controlled substance. He was what they like to call in Wisconsin a real catch. Oh, yeah. (laughs) He had it out. (laughs) For his second arson offense, he was charged with seven counts of attempted first-degree intentional homicide. Oh. Yep. Yep. Seven counts of first-degree recklessly endangering safety and one count of arson, which I feel like all of those charges are very fair. Mm Mm-hmm. And light, honestly. Mm -hmm. All of these charges included both domestic abuse and repeat offense uh, modifiers. So, like, they were all jacked up a degree because Mm -hmm. he had already fucking done this. Right. And Hicks is currently facing up to 358 years in prison. Wow, that's a lot of years. That's a lot of years. His bail was set at $1 million, which he was not able to pay. No, that's a pricey one. Mm. And as of the most recent reporting of the case, he has pled not guilty to all charges. Mm -hmm. And his trial is set to begin next month on May 25th. Wow. So we're going to get a follow-up on this one. We will. Oh, I love it. So I'm sorry that that's a shorty. I thought that I could find information about his 2009 mm-hmm. thing, but there's just nothing out there. That's it's okay. all right. It's okay. I've got plenty to occupy us. Perfect. Right. Sweet. So let's take a quick word from our sponsors break and we'll get into some more Wisconsin. Perfect. All right. So you know those days when your coffee shop is just out of your favorite cold brew and your air conditioner's acting up and then you try to go to the beach, but there are no parking spots, too many people. It's just, it's not worth it. Or it's 46 degrees, so you can't go to the beach in May. True. Mm-hmm. Life can be rough all, all around. Sure can. So it's a good thing that MeUndies is here to help you take a break from the hardships of the world and give yourself a soft summer. So yes. when you're cocooned in the softest most most breathable undies loungewear and swimwear known to humanity, all your other problems will just simply melt away. Oh my gosh, I cannot wait to try the swimwear. Listen, I'm a hot sleeper, okay? And I like a nice cold room. Like, I'm a hot sleeper, but I also want my blankets. Mm-hmm. It's, a tough, uh, it's a tough line to toe, and I have... As you know, I've gotten rid of every other pair of underwear I own and basically all of my pajamas. I'm only wearing me undies, loungewear, and and underwear anymore. It is a game changer. Don't settle for anything Don't less. settle. Do not settle. And let's face it, summer is sweaty, okay? I'm sweaty on my own, and then summer just makes it worse. But, like, your butt doesn't have to be. You don't have to live that swass life, people. <laughs> With MeUndies light and breathable micromodal fabric, you can stay comfy and cool all summer long, whether you're like sleeping in your air-conditioned room with all your blankets or you're out you know, taking a walk, working in the garden, whatever. A bike whatever. ride. A bike ride, God forbid. <laughs> they have super fun seasonal prints and tons of styles to choose from in sizes extra small to 4XL so you can bring the beach to your own butt. Without ever leaving your living room. (laughs) And if you do dare to brave the heat and venture to the pool or the beach, check out their new and improved swimwear styles. They are soft. 
They are stretchy. They are sustainably made. Make it a soft summer with MeUndies. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off. If you sign up for their free-to-join membership, you can apply that 15% off to their already discounted membership prices. Honestly, the membership, fabulous. So worth it. So to get 15% off your first order and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash gals, G-A-L-S. One more time, that's MeUndies.com slash gals and treat your bum. Treat it. You know what we have here, folks? We have a plastic problem, okay? If it's not like piling up in a landfill, it's incinerated, which drives up greenhouse gases. It's scary. I don't like it. Uh, also, do yourself a favor and either do or do not Google microplastics. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> which end up in the ocean. They're in your drinking water. They're in our food chains. I read something about how you like can consume a credit card's worth of plastic like every month. Every week. What? No. No. I no. Don't Google it. I don't like this. So you might want to be more careful about using plastic in everyday life, but it's easy to overlook the plastic from synthetic materials in our clothing. Like, our closets are full of plastic that we don't really think about. And Everlane has made it 90% of the way to having no new plastics in their entire apparel, footwear, and packaging supply chain. This is huge, people. So to combat that last 10% that currently doesn't have quality alternatives, they've created the Next Collective, a fellowship program to boost innovation for ending new plastics in the fashion industry. This is so cool. It is so cool. They're making a huge impact. I'm wearing an Everlane sweater right now. And I, I feel really good about it. Mm-hmm. So 100% of Everlane's shipping packaging is made from either 100% recycled plastic or FSC certified paper. And 97% of their apparel materials containing polyester and nylon are made from certified recycled fibers. They're doing the legwork here. Yep. This is a very complicated industry to be as effective in like the recycling sustainability area. And they're mm-hmm. doing a really good job. So To touch on Amanda's point about the Next Collective, this is Everlane's fellowship program that brings diverse perspectives together to clean up the fashion industry. This Uh year, they gave $100,000 in grants to entrepreneurs working to reduce new plastics. Applicants were considered based on long-term potential, community impact, and collaboration. These are real people making real Changes. changes. Yeah. It's so amazing. And each fellow kept ownership of their ideas and received $20,000 to advance their projects. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So not only is their impact incredible, but their clothing is so cute. They have excellent staples. This is mm-hmm. not like the fast fashion kind of stuff that you get. These are no. pieces that you're going to have for a very long time. So highly mm-hmm. recommend. Big time. So be part of a movement for more sustainable clothing. Go to everlane.com forward slash gals and sign up for 10% off your first order. That's 10% off your first order when you go to everlane.com slash gals and sign up and treat your closet. Trade it. Spring fever is in the air, people. With the smell of fresh blooms and that beautiful fresh air and the sun shining down on us, you can't help but feel inspired to spice things up 
and explore your inner desires and fantasies. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe it's an outdoor kind of fantasy. Who knows? Listen, spring cleaning takes many forms. It really does. Mm-hmm. So find stories that match your mood this season on Dipsy. Dipsy is the best. This is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women and anyone who identifies as a femme. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and characters, no matter who you're into or what turns you on. I was doing some yard work last week, and let me tell you, Dipsy makes picking up a winter's worth of dog poo (laughs) a whole lot better. (laughs) Tell you what. Heating things up. Mm-hmm. You can find stories about that intriguing coworker with a British accent <gasps> or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. They even have stories designed specifically for your zodiac sign. Yes. Hello. Yes. The Libra in me is screaming for this. New content is released every week. So in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. And Dipsy also has sleep stories, wellness sessions, and now they also offer written stories if you just don't feel like popping those headphones in. Yeah, if you have to be quiet. Yeah, if you gotta be quiet. It's your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, or heat things up with a partner. Oh, now you're talking. Yeah. So for listeners of this show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash gals. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash G-A-L-S. One more time, that's dipseastories.com slash gals. And treat yo yard work. (laughs) Oh, treat it. Are you ready for my case? I have no idea. Was that? (laughs) You sounded unsure about even asking that question. I got confused. Well, okay, I'm doing one shallow, one shardy, Mm -hmm. and then one full. So... This first portion is not my main case, but I have to read you this article, which was recommended to me by my dear friend Katie Howard, who grew up in Wisconsin, but has since escaped to the West Coast. Good for you, honey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she knows, or I don't know if she currently knows him, or at least knew him. They might have gone to high school together or something. What are the guys involved in this crime? Oh, God. She was like, what are you? We talked on the phone earlier today, and she's like, oh, what's your topic today and i was like oh it's wisconsin crimes and she's like oh are you covering this and i was like no but i'm gonna now (laughs) so i'm gonna kick us off with like a little gack moment okay for my section so i am just gonna read this article this is from the chippewa herald june 30th 1999 out of menominee wisconsin Mm -hmm. oh Three men who admitted to stealing a copy of the new Star Wars movie after getting the idea at a party will get a dose of reality five days in jail, plus paying restitution of up to $7,400. Oh, This is like when the episode episode one, like the remakes, not remakes, but the prequels were made, those really bad Star Wars movies from the 90s. Okay, okay. Like the Jar Jar Binks thing? Yes, yes. Quote, it's important you have a taste of being confined, end quote, Dunn County Circuit <laughs> Judge Rod Smeltzer told oh, the men Tuesday okay. in ordering that they not serve jail time together. Quote, the court can speculate if alcohol was not involved, you folks would not be standing in front of me. <laughs> that is true. That's yeah. true of a lot, a lot of, of cases. 
The film Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace, which weighed more than 40 pounds, was taken mm. from a stainless steel what? platter in a projection room of the State Theater on May 22nd. It oh. was like the reel of this new movie for a movie theater. <laughs> yeah, the, like weight the, of the weight of the film is not something we think about anymore. Did mm-hmm. they sell? Were they going to play it? That's a good what were question. Their plans? Maybe we'll find out. Here we go. The criminal complaint said the men plotted to sneak into the theater for an after-hours viewing of the movie, but mm-hmm. decided instead to steal it. Things went miserably from there. <laughs> the film unraveled. The mess was stuffed into a car. The men attempted. <laughs> the men then attempted to wash fingerprints off the film in a bathtub. <laughs> and they finally cut it up and stuffed it into three garbage bags and a garbage can, the complaint said. Not to take a note from my case, but. Just light that shit on fire. It is extremely flammable. (laughs) But like we don't think about how (laughs) back in the day, this is how movies were distributed. Mm -hmm. And you only had X amount of copies. And they weren't digital. And so taking this. Very valuable. Yeah. Taking this and destroying it meant that that screen at least was out of commission for that film. And that affects, you know, the dollars and Mm -hmm. you're going to get in trouble. So days after the film disappeared, Charles Phillips, 22, of Boyceville, and brothers Mark Stearns, 22, and Matthew Stearns, 25, both of Menominee, turned themselves into police and pleaded guilty to misdemeanor theft. Idiots. (laughs) A fourth defendant, oh, this is the one that she knew. A fourth defendant, Zach Snow, 21, of Menominee, is to be sentenced July 12th, also for misdemeanor theft. Quote, what we did was wrong, Philip said in court Tuesday. I can't believe Tuesday. I can't believe we've done what we've done. I never considered myself a bad person. I sincerely apologize. After the theft we were just went awry, trying to get up to some shenanigans. Yeah, we were just pranking, and there were no cows out for tipping, so mm-hmm. we broke into the movie theater. We broke into the movie. We broke in. <laughs> After the theft went awry, the men drove to Madison with the film and contacted a friend who is a law student. Oh, that's when they were like, uh, you need to turn yourselves in. You guys are fucking stupid. You the friend advised them up. to contact an attorney in Menominee. <laughs> the stolen film was ruined, but what was recovered was returned to 20th Century Fox for passable sale as souvenirs. Like they'll cut up oh. pieces of the film strip. I remember like keychains or something. <laughs> I remember getting a film strip box set of the double VHS tape of Titanic, and inside you'd open it, and there was like this little treasure box with a one cut of the film strip in it. Oh, and it was not the nude scene. You <laughs> would have paid. For oh that. yeah, Poor. slash oh, demanded yeah. it for a birthday present. There it is. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. When the film disappeared, there were concerns the movie was taken to be converted into illegal video cassettes, mm-hmm. making it worth perhaps $60,000 on the black market. Mm. Besides the jail time and restitution, the three men were placed on two years of probation and ordered to perform 20 hours of community service. Ordered. Mm. 
Ironed. So that's my little teaser. I love my the best part is it unexpectedly unraveling, unraveling. on them and yeah, then yeah. them being like shit, oh God. shit, 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 right over our head. We don't know what we're doing. Oh God! Every their fingerprints. They're just fingerprints. Oh, we gotta wash it off. Everywhere. They're gonna know. They're gonna know. Oh my God! That was okay. a cute little caper. So such a cute caper. Thank you, Katie, for uh, sending that my way. Okay, but my main case today takes us back to 1912, a mere five years before the delivery of our unsinkable Helen. <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt, a peanut farmer, was in the White House. <laughs> Theodore Roosevelt was making his way through the Midwest on the campaign trail, running for his third term in office since we didn't have that pesky two-term limit yet. Mm. <laughs> This is from the Library of Congress blog.gov. Quote, in the early evening of October 14th, Roosevelt arrived in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. After dining at the Gilpatrick Hotel, he and several members of his entourage headed towards his car, which would take them to the auditorium where Roosevelt was to deliver his speech. A crowd of people had gathered, and as Roosevelt reached the car, he stood up to bow and acknowledge their cheers. At the front of the crowd was a man holding a 38 caliber Colt revolver <gasps> taking aim. I didn't know quote. that. Okay. The man holding the gun was John Flaming Shrank. Wow. <laughs> a Bavarian-born immigrant who came to the United States with his family in 1889. Shortly after arriving with his parents, they passed away, leaving him orphaned at about 15, 16 years old. He got a job working for his aunt and uncle at a tavern in New York City, and they also died within about a year of him working for them. So he's fine. He's doing great. No trauma. No trauma whatsoever. Yeah. They left everything they owned to him, including the tavern. He basically sold everything off. I think he might have kept, like, his name on this saloon. It's pretty hard to run a tavern when you're a 17-year-old orphan. Yeah, but he probably was using somebody else, I think, was running it, and he, as the proprietor or the owner, was just getting a paycheck. Yeah. But he basically sold off everything else and just traveled around after that. So you got a young guy with money to burn and no supervision, just making his way through the East Coast. Mm -hmm. During his wanderings, he started to be visited by a spirit. Oh, not, But not just any spirit, the ghost of former President William McKinley. Well, I mean, of course the former president is going to to visit a 17-year-old orphaned Bavarian boy. Yes. It all makes sense when he visits. (laughs) Yeah. You are his choice. You're the chosen one. (laughs) In the first visitation, he saw McKinley in a dream lying in his own coffin. He rose from the coffin and, quote, pointed to a figure in the robe of a monk who, upon closer examination, was none other than Theodore Roosevelt, president of the United States, or former president. And definitely not a monk. Not at all a monk, no. (laughs) President McKinley turned to face Shrank, stating, This is my murderer! Avenge my death! (laughs) End quote. End quote. This left him shaken. End spirit quote. This left him shaken, but he continued on with his life until September of 1912 when McKinley's ghost visited him once again. This time, John was awake, writing poetry at home, 
minding his own business when McKinley's ghost tapped him on the shoulder. I'm just picturing the night before, not the night before Christmas. Oh, yeah, no, the Scrooge. Scrooge. Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, a thousand percent. A Christmas carol. Yes. John turned around and there was McKinley, clear as day, standing behind him. He spoke to John in a whisper and said, quote, do not let a murderer sit in the president's chair, end quote. Oh, my God. Compelled by this ghost, he decided to follow Roosevelt on his campaign trail. He hopped a train south from New York, wandering through several states before he finally caught up with Roosevelt in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where he was about to speak to the voters. Mm -hmm. I think you should be a ghost tour guide. Historian. Oh, yeah. In like, Milwaukee, in Milwaukee, or anywhere. <laughs> there in the are Midwest. a lot of haunted places in Milwaukee. They do mm-hmm. they do Dahmer tours and all kinds of stuff. And all those effigies. Yeah, there's a bunch of like mob yeah. uh, victims that are like poured in the concrete of old bars. Oh that yeah, are in Milwaukee. The Spiegels. It's, yeah, it's a it's a trip. I went there for our friend Blick Blaley's uh, bachelor party, mm-hmm. and it was a real hoot and a holler. I love <laughs> Milwaukee. But also, did you know, and I didn't include this because it didn't make Wisconsin look good, but they also mm. ended prohibition four years before, like, the federal good for mandate. Them. Really? Good for yeah, them. So- something like that. Okay, interesting. Also, I just noticed that I have a post-it note on my computer that just says homunculus Wagner. (laughs) (laughs) I have a post-it that says her sister. I have (laughs) homunculus Wagner and a reminder, re-watch Bride of Chucky. (laughs) Tell me you have ADHD without telling me you have ADHD. Okay. Homunculus Wagner. <laughs> Wagner, my new <laughs> dog's name. Okay. Your Again, name. from Library of Congress. <laughs> Quote, at about 8, 10 p.m., standing just feet from Roosevelt, Shrank raised his gun, took aim, and fired. The bullet penetrated Roosevelt's heavy overcoat and ripped through the right side of his chest. Inside the breast pocket were two items that absorbed the impact and undoubtedly saved Roosevelt's life. The first was a thick 50-page speech manuscript folded in half. Hmm. Behind that was a metal eyeglass case in which Roosevelt kept his spectacles. Well, there you go. Print out your speeches. Yeah, and keep your spectacles in a metal case in your breast pocket. These mundane items in his pocket literally saved his life. Roosevelt fell backwards into a chair while a member of Roosevelt's entourage, a man named Elbert Martin, who worked as Roosevelt's stenographer and was also a former football player, so he did some security double duty. Not well, obviously. Well, I mean, you know, he did okay. He tackled John as he was lifting the gun to shoot again. Mm. Roosevelt shel- shouted to Elbert, quote, he doesn't know what he's doing. Don't strike the par creature. Oh. End quote and did what he could to calm the crowd while they waited for police to arrive and take Jan into custody. Not enough children are named Elbert these days. I know, I love that name. Elbert. I love Elbert. 
Roosevelt's closest advisors were like, dude, there is literally a bullet stuck in your chest. We got to go to the hospital. (laughs) But Roosevelt was like, fuck you guys. This might be my last chance to speak to the Midwestern voter base. I'm giving my fucking speech. We'll deal with this later. (laughs) No. And went to the Milwaukee Auditorium to deliver his stump speech with a bullet in his chest. He was the cowboy guy. He He was wild. He yeah. was literally feral. Yep. He said, wow. quote, I'm obsessed with this. He said, quote, <laughs> I don't know whether you fully understand that I have just been shot. <laughs> and this is how he began his speech, appealing to the audience's emotions. Quote, but it takes more than that to kill a bull moose. <laughs> FYI, I've been fully shot in the chest. Yes. Can I you don't know whether you fully understand the uproar in that crowd. <laughs> I mean, I can't believe I'd he be didn't win so on that alone. Confused. He showed the crowd his bullet-ridden and blood-soaked speech manuscript <laughs> and continued. Quote, the bullet is in me now so that I cannot make a long speech. I will try my best. This is the best speech of all time. Can you imagine if Trump said this at the beginning of one of his speeches? Ew. I mean, ish. And regarding the shooting, he says, I, he said, I care not a rap to the crowd. (laughs) Like, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) I will literally do anything to get out of working. And this guy did his shit with a bullet in his chest. (laughs) So. <laughs> it's like a, a friend of mine in grad school who literally took her final exam for one of her classes while she was in labor. No, oh yeah. No, 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 no. I had a I had a classmate at um, community college several years back who did something similar. She was like in class. It was like her third kid or something. So she's like, I'll know when to go to the hospital. We were like, um, (laughs) how about now? It's like across the street. Let's go. (laughs) But yeah, I don't have the grit or the fartitude. No. The fartitude, maybe. The fartitude I do have. Though he promised not to make a long speech, he spoke for over an hour. Oh, my God. You're bleeding out, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Literally and bleeding. All just like from his head off the cuff. I'm assuming he's done this speech multiple times. So we remember some points of it. But like his speech was soaked with blood and illegible. <laughs> so he just was talking for an hour. He finished up shaky and weak from blood loss. and was rushed to a local hospital. Oh, Once my God. I know. Isn't this nuts? <laughs> Once stabilized, he was transferred to Mercy Hospital in Chicago, where he was monitored for several days before being released with the bullet still in his chest. Oh, for Physicians God's evaluating sake. the wound had decided it was safer to simply leave the bullet where it was rather than attempt to dig it out because it wasn't in like a dangerous spot and it's 1912. So they were like, we're just going to leave where it yeah, is. Yeah, they literally don't even have blood transfusions yet. Yeah. So yeah. they're Let just a like, sleeping bullet lie. He was able to give a speech. I don't know. Sew him up. He's probably fine. fine. Put him in bed with a warm woman and pour some alcohol down his throat. Give him a a warm woman. Give him a warm woman. He'll be back in the saddle again. Literally. So after about five days in the hospital, Roosevelt hit that old dusty campaign trail and got back at it. Wow. I just imagine him slapping his knee and just going, well... Time to hit the old dusty trail. Oh, this campaign's not going to run itself. Yep, got to get back out there. I definitely never liked Teddy Roosevelt much. No. But I do now. None of the first, like, 30 presidents. Yeah, but this is 
pretty remarkable. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. As for John Flamang Schrank, <laughs> he was never brought to trial for this assassination attempt because he was deemed clinically insane. Mm-hmm. You don't say. Yeah. He was, a yeah, uh, Woodrow Wilson told, no, not Woodrow Wilson. The other one. McKinley told me to. (laughs) The other one. (laughs) They're all the same. (laughs) He was admitted to the Northern State Hospital for the Mentally Disturbed in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and later transferred to a long-term facility at the Central State Mental Hospital in Wappen, Wisconsin. He was sentenced to stay there for a minimum of 30 years without any visitors or contact from the outside world, oh, which is sad. That's, that's really sad. That's yikes. He died in this facility on September 16th, 1943. So he was there for, you know, 30, 30 plus years. Dang. Wow. And finally, from Murderpedia, quote, Shrank told doctors of the dreams that he was having and that he had also wanted to shoot Roosevelt since he was running for a third presidential term. He had hoped that shooting him would send a warning message to any other presidents that wanted to try for a third term. The doctors, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe he changed the law. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he changed (laughs) history. Her her (laughs) history. The doctors declared him insane after some examinations, declaring that he suffered from grandiose and insane delusions. His ultimate mission obviously failed since Franklin Delano Roosevelt was elected to not three, but four terms of presidency shortly after. Mm-hmm. End quote. Teddy did not get elected to a third term, though. He and Taft lost the election that year to Woodrow Wilson, which is why that name popped into my head. Oh, bye-bye. We've had <laughs> two presidents with the last name Roosevelt, Roosevelt. and not a single woman. Not Too a single many. Lang. <laughs> yeah, and Bush, <laughs> yeah. and Adams. Yeah, uh, although John Quincy Adams, according to that one weird, like, 2018, 2019 meme fad where it was like you uploaded a picture of yourself yes. and then... What was that powered by? It was like some, the Met or something, and it would match you with a classic painting. Oh, my God. Corey's were are John Quincy Adams. And I kept getting John Quincy Adams, yes. and it is so accurate. You Someone... might need to do your full ancestry and see if there's a relation. I have. I have. We are not related. So for whatever reason, all of the ones that Corey kept getting were just like, Paintings of like large men lying yes. in bed smoking cigarettes. Yeah, there were like yes. three in a row. Uh huh. Different. <laughs> Different. Different. Anyway, those are my Wisconsin tales today. Wow. Nice work. Aren't they fun? I didn't know any of that about Teddy Roosevelt. I didn't, I didn't either. either. Honestly, I'm going to be honest. I thought he was the one in the wheelchair, wasn't he? No, that's Franklin. No, that was Theodore. Franklin, Franklin. That's Franklin. FDR, yeah. Yeah, The one who okay, did okay. get four terms. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Wasn't there, I, you um, know, I don't know. Weren't there two Hoovers, too? I think so. I... Who was the peanut? 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 Jimmy Carter. Carter. <laughs> Carter. Jimmy, Jimmy Carter. Pe- who was the peanut farmer? Peanut. Ish. This fucking wine has ruined my day. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally when you said that I was thinking, "What's wrong Uh-oh. with her?" And then you mentioned the wine. Cranberry. Who was the peanut farmer? Peanut farmer. I can't. Join us for our offshoot podcast, The 
the gals misremember American president. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Tobey Maguire, the, the the Batman guy, or the other one. Wasn't uh, wasn't it Jake Gyllenhaal was the one in the wheelchair? Was that the was that the one or uh, <laughs> which oh one? Uh, the gals misremember. Just, that should just be the name. The gals misremember X Y Z. <laughs> dot dot dot. No Somebody, notes. We no, just go but, on a fucking yeah. tangent. That would be amazing <laughs> if we go into every recording completely blind as to the topic, <laughs> and the okay. topic shows up, and then we have to just remember wing what it? we remember about it. Oh fucking my god! Wing it. <laughs> I want to try this. This is like a little. Uh, what are they? Uh, Speaking of the gals, Mister Remember, what do they call it? Uh, improv. One of those improvs. Yeah. It's like one of those peanut improvs. Peanut. Uh, <laughs> which which one was the peanut? <laughs> which one of the uh, which one of the presidents was a peanut farmer? I uh, <laughs> send in, send send in your topic suggestions, but make sure that they are not in the subject line. They're just hidden in the email so that we can just. Oh my god, it's gonna be like Mad Libs, but worse. What I like most about the peanut farmer being Jimmy (laughs) Carter is that Jimmy Carter had a weird R also. Did he? Jimmy Carter, 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 Carter. Jimmy Carter. It was from Georgia. Isn't that Throw just how Beyonce says Miss Carter? <laughs> no, he had a weird accent. I, it's impossible to like pin down. Oh, my my name is Jimmy Carter. I'm a <laughs> Okay, I'm cutting this off. Thank you so much to our fan picker, Patricia O'Block. Cranberry. Oh. Oh, block me. I, this is this is bad. I still build h- homes for humanity. I, I hate I'm when you do that whispery saint. voice. Oh, okay. I'm Jimmy Carter. Sweet Jimmy Carter. I gotta go. Love you all. Peanut. <laughs> Bye-bye, my little peanut. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers. (laughs) 